0: across the board, perhaps. Nice one. The Money
1: Show. The Markers.
0: Simon Islomalo, Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. Did you drive up in a new car today? I'm uh, uh, mm. Not quite, Bruce. Just checking because the market's had such a good day, a nearly 2,000-point turnaround. Yes. Uh, what was the catalyst
1: for it? Because everything, everywhere today was flying like, um, like nothing else. Yes, Bruce. So we've got to start last week. Last week, we saw some high inflation numbers from the U.S. Uh, and the market didn't like that. And then the market then started coming down. But now with inflation persistently high, then that means central banks, the Fed, is going to raise interest rates. If they raise interest rates, there's going to be a lag, which means that's going to impact company earnings and slow down growth. That's the purpose of raising interest rates. So the market today roared back into life and suddenly looked at this and said, hey, if inflation could be peaking, that means that rates will stop rising. That means actually at some point we'll see a recovery. Well, the market said risk on. Bullish. And today, we saw that even in the dollar. The dollar became slightly weaker, which is why the rand is actually suddenly becoming a little bit stronger. And with that, we saw better commodity prices. We saw the platinum companies up 4.6%, with Anglo, Anglo Platinum up 56 and Sebania up 43 And we even saw Nasper's process. They were up 38 and 3.4%. Yeah. Different for Tencent. Tencent was down about 80 basis points. And so, it's a strong performance. Then in South Africa, we saw the banks, first rand up 4.64, apps up 3.5. My employer, old mutual, which has been underperforming in the market, was up 5%. So that's been a good day, Bruce. Was it wasn't a new
0: car though? No, it wasn't a new car kind of day, but sure, there was this huge surge. I love the way you apply logic to illogical markets. It's a very brave, <laughs> it's a very brave thing that you've done there. Um, um <clears throat> one, one, looks at the United Kingdom and the massive U-turn there, and I wonder just how much of a role that played. The adults back in charge of the economy in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. Liz Truss's uh, reform agenda completely discredited and thrown out the window by the new Chancellor Jeremy Hunt to replace quasi.
1: Got fired on Friday. Yep. Things are moving fast. Things are, Bruce. I mean, I think the market, uh, we've got politicians in the world who aspire to populist opinions. Um, and every now and then the market comes back and is an arbiter and the judge. And the market says no. And that's exactly what happened in the UK. And so that's why we're starting to see a retraction because you can make these statements and you can make these plans. But the market has looked at the UK and said, hey, you've got too much debt to be doing this. And actually, your economic policies aren't logical and so therefore we're going to price a lot of risk in and then obviously that is not good for the UK economy and then that being backtracked that's a lot more sensible so the market says hey we like this and so well good luck to Liz Truss
0: uh, yeah, and then have a look at Murray and Roberts. I mean, they built some of our greatest infrastructure, of course, and we chatted a little bit earlier uh, this afternoon, and uh, that uh, this evening, I beg your pardon, to uh, our analyst tonight, and that uh, was Makwe Masilela at uh, Makwe Fund Managers, and he says, know yeah, Murray and Roberts actually is the smartest of the bunch. They've done the right things in terms of diversifying risk and offshoring their business and getting um, getting their business on track in a different
1: way. They're getting screwed over by their clients, mm. not their fault. Cut them some slack. Would you agree? Oh, I'm not sure about that, Bruce. Because if you think about it, what is Myron Roberts? Myron Roberts is an engineering company. So engineering company, they go out in the market and they've gone globally and they've bid on some projects. Now, what happens is even when you and I are busy building something, we say to the contractor, hey, I'm going to pay you once you've built this part of the project. And so you pay them what's called milestone payments. Now, what's happened with Murray Roberts, they've built, obviously, projects in the billions. What's happened in this particular instance is that they've said, hey, there are these supply chains. We can't get the parts in order to be able to build what we need to build in order to get paid for it. The clients are saying, hey, you signed a contract with me, an agreement that you said you would build this thing on this time, and then I'd pay you. So their customers are not paying them. They're not completing the work. And yet they've still got the expenses. And so, Bruce, this is a bit of a problem, especially when you have this thing called debt. If we look at their balance sheet, as at uh, June, that was their year end, they had about 3 billion rand in debt, and in theory, a billion rand in net debt. So, after their cash, the market cap today was 1.8 billion rand. And so, all of a sudden, that debt, the market is telling you something, that these guys need a rights issue why the balance sheet can't support the business. And so that's where the issue is. Now, Martin Roberts was opened at 14 Rand in, the, in January, this year, it's closed at four Rand today. So the market
0: is The market away. says this this business is going bust unless it does something dramatic really quickly. It's a little bit like yeah. the problem Sassel had yes. when it was stuck in uh, Louisiana and yep. it was spending too much on building Lake Charles and yes. it didn't have the income to support the debt that it was writing. Yes. Murray Roberts is in a bit like that sort of situation. It is, Bruce.
1: But what is interesting about Murray Roberts, they've got this large shareholder called Aton, which tried to buy them um, a while right. back. Now, Aton owns 44% of Murray Roberts. And so. Therefore, now this is very interesting because you've got a ton, um who obviously have to make a decision. They've so far they've been a very passive shareholder, but well, when there are no balance sheets, you can't be passive anymore. You've got to stump up that cash. So let's see what happens here. Uh, Discam getting itself caught in a
0: nuclear fallout over transformation, a lack of transformation. Michael Bagram being massively outspoken this evening. The Labour lawyer saying, hold on a second, the big business can't be held to ransom in this sort of way, and it's good that Discam is pushing back. And uh, the board of Discam is saying, hold on a second, Ivan Salzman was
1: out of line, and yeah. it's very, very noisy. The share price, though, is barely moving. Well, Bruce, I mean, I, I think this is the thing about markets. Markets discount the future. So markets look at the future, say, of Discam and they say, over the next 10, 20, 30 years, how much cash are you going to make? We're going to bring it back to today and ascertain a value. Now, from a PR perspective, this is obviously not good. But from people, you and I going to shop at discount, that really hasn't changed. And so that's why the market's saying to the share, with the share price, okay, well, this doesn't change the business. This is just a PR matter, and the company needs to do that a little bit better. Nice to see you in the flesh. He is our market commentator this
0: evening. He's with the Old Mutual Investment Group. And on for six, this Eyewitness News brought to you by Khalid's visit.